Hey y'all, this is Allie Spears, your host of the Ag Chicks podcast, where I cultivate connections with the women who are helping feed the world. Shelby Lovelace is the owner of Good Babes Co. and BBT Label. She started out of college with just $2,000 and a dream of delivering affordable yet quality pieces that give women confidence. She originally started with home decor, painting canvases and bowl skulls to pay rent in college. She saved up her extra money and slowly started buying into clothes. She worked for the corporate world in Dell Computers for four years, but quickly realized that was just not the industry for her and she needed to find something she was passionate about, not only to make a difference in her life, but also others. Her ultimate goal is to give others confidence through clothes at an affordable price. The name Good Babes Co. spoke to her heart with the true meaning in this time more than ever, she feels the need to spread kindness and positivity at every opportunity that presents itself. Instead of praising celebrities, let's praise nonprofits, telling a random stranger that you love their outfit, skipping Starbucks to donate money to those who are in need, or even just helping a hand to someone at the grocery store. She's beyond thankful for being a part of Good Babes Club. Let's all strive to be good babes. Well, I'm glad that we were finally able to connect. I know we have uh, both had a busy schedule, but I'm also glad that we kind of had that disruption because it makes me feel better about myself because I always feel like I'm insane when I tell people how much I have going on, but then I meet people who also have an insane schedule and I don't feel as bad. Exactly. Exactly. No, you are definitely not alone. I feel like I'm always running around like a chicken with my head cut off for sure. Right. And so you are in, um, remind me where at in Texas. I know you're not too terribly far from me in college station, but Yes. So I'm actually in Lampasas, Texas, um, about south of Fort Worth-ish, a little, little more. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Not too terribly far at all. And then you just got back. You've been traveling too, I know. You just got back from doing a huge shoot for NFR collections, right? Yeah. That'll be our first of uh, two really big shoots. Um, but of course, we push stuff for NFR all the way throughout the rest of the year. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I want to get into that and in, in just a little bit more in, in a minute. Um, but let's kind of talk about like how you got to where you are. So walk me through like growing up, did you always know that you wanted to be an entrepreneur and kind of go this route into business or was that something that kind of evolved? It kind of evolved. Um, my mom definitely gave me her creative bug. She's a very creative person um she actually suggested back in 2015 I was about to graduate from A&M and she was like I really think we should start our own boutique um and we kind of dabbled in it just a little bit I was applying for jobs and stuff right out of college um and played around with it for like a year she decided um their company got a little bit too busy for it so I kind of took it over and when I dedicated all of my efforts and time to it it absolutely took off um so yeah that's kind of how the whole good babes co got started um and what was your other question i'm sorry no and just kind of growing up you know did you know you wanted to do that um but then going to a&m too was that like what was your major was it anything business related i was going to be a vet i was actually um animal science okay. <laughs> um so no it was not fashion related whatsoever not business related um i did take accounting at a&m and I applaud myself for passing because <laughs> that's such a tough class. Um, but no, I had no intentions of this being what I did full time. Um, I actually worked for Dell Computers for four years um, okay. and decided that definitely was not for me. 
Well, um, I applaud you for passing at A&M accounting because I had to <laughs> drop it and take it at Blinn. So props to you for that. It's so crazy. <laughs> I, f- I feel like all of those uh, classes that you would t- like the business, I was ag business. So most of my classes yep. were in Mays, um, which yes. looking back, I'm like, why did I, why, why did I do that to myself? Right. Um, but I think it's funny too, when you, to look back on like classes you took and where you're at now in life, when you're doing something that's not necessarily related to your major, there always was like a class that you didn't think would ever be helpful, but then you apply on a regular basis. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Uh, but so Dell, that's definitely not anything animal science either, but how did that kind of happen? Just looking for a job? Uh, yeah, just honestly looking for a job. So my dad actually has been in corporate for like over 30 years. Um, and he was like, well, go ahead and apply here. And if it doesn't, you know, if you don't like it, you don't have to stay. Um, and I ended up, I liked what I did. Um, I actually sold computers to the Navy. So I traveled to Navy bases um, and we kind of set up their whole system and stuff. So it was good. Um, it just wasn't the industry that I wanted to be in. Um, and when I was able to tie my business into the Western industry, it just made me such a happy person. <laughs> and so why the Western industry too? Like what was your connection to that? Yeah. So I grew up on a 500 acre cattle ranch, um, been working cows since I was little, I've rodeoed and I just love being around the Western industry, the people, the morals, the values, everything about it. Um, it's so different to me and I think it's great to put it on a pedestal and, especially right now, you know, the world is getting a little bit crazy. And I think to highlight things like that is a huge deal to me. Um, so that's why I wanted to stick with the Western industry in some way, form or fashion. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I think Western fashion has changed a lot, right. And we can kind of, we'll talk a little bit about that too, I'm hoping, but when you started, was it as popular as it is now? No, definitely. I was probably one of the only few Western boutiques that had, you know, really gotten serious about sticking strictly to Western fashion. Um, And I mean, I'm honestly so glad that I did because it's a a niche market and I connect with the people, you know, so much and it's just great. And it crosses over in so many ways too. You know, Danny and I started BBT where you can take, you know, a work shirt and then go wear it at the ranch as well. So it's, it's worked out amazing. Yeah. And that's one thing I truly appreciate about you in terms of Good Babes Co., but then now also the BBT aspect of it is um, being having functional things that you can wear no matter what facet you're in. For me, especially like I work in an office, so like I need to be business casual, presentable most of the time, but then I'm going to go home and I'm going to feed cows and I'm not going to change. So exactly. <laughs> being able to do that is fantastic. <laughs> yeah. And some of my favorite, like even speaking outfits and stuff has come from um, Good Babes Co. and and BBT just because it is so functional. And so uh, I think that's something that you do so well and something that has probably made you stand out because I think that there's a lot of like fast fashion, right? And it's very easy to get caught up in that. But maybe you can talk a little bit too about how you kind of decided to go the route that you went. Yeah, I mean, honestly, starting out in corporate obviously had a little bit of impression on that. Um, But when I realized that we could cross over from the corporate world to Western fashion and it worked for both people, that was a huge deal to me. And then also affordability is another one of our like huge factors. 
we want people to be able to afford things. You know, we could sell a blazer for $150, $200, but that is so pointless to me. And it defeats the whole purpose of, you know, the industry that we provide to and, you know, want to have good prices so that everyone can afford it. I mean, from college kids on. Yeah. That's another thing I think that you do very well is it's affordable, but yet they're quality pieces because, you know, you can buy something off Amazon for $12 and it's going to not make it through the wash. So I think that's something I definitely commend you guys on as well. Um, but as you have going back to kind of the beginning, so you and your mom started the boutique, what was it called yes. originally? Cause I know it's changed. Has it yeah, changed a couple of times? I'm sorry. Has it the name changed a couple times or just the big one rebanding one time? Um, we were originally Buck and Wild Designs. So right. my favorite thing is, of course, like that's my favorite event and, you know, to watch and everything. I actually have rode a bronc myself. Look out. <laughs> um, it was a check off my bucket list thing. I loved it, but I'll never do it again because I couldn't walk for two weeks. <laughs> oh um, but anyhow, so Buck and Wild Designs is kind of how it started. And really, it started out painting bull skulls. Um, me and my husband now, but uh, boyfriend at the time. So I moved up to Stephenville with him and we decided we want to rent our own house and get this cute little house. Well, rent is expensive. <laughs> um, so I started painting bull skulls on the side and we literally would go to pastures and pick them up and I would paint them. So that's how it started. And then it kind of switched into clothing. Um, and I realized I wanted to rebrand because of the crossover that we have in multiple industries. Um, that way, it almost not necessarily catered to multiple industries, but it was relatable to almost everyone. And that's kind of where the Good Babes Co. came from. Yeah. And yes, for sure. I think that's so true. Now, not only with just the staple pieces that you have carried kind of for the last couple of years, but then now obviously with the introduction of BBT, but you like, I feel like how you do things is so, I don't even know, like so unique. Like it's just, I, you know what you're going to get every time that you place an order. Um, and how have you, like, is there like a, I, I don't know. I guess my question is like, how have you gone from the beginning to now? Like, obviously there's probably been some challenges, but how have you like just stayed yeah. the path? Um, I would say really small steps. So we started really small. I have never had an investor. Like I literally started with $2,000 right after college. Um, and we grew from there. And I think that's, what's made it so manageable and easy to continue with the same thing. And obviously, I mean, you learn new things as you go and that's kind of how I am as a person. Um, just learn as you go and pick up on new things and always try to improve your business in some sort of way, um, or how you do things. And, um, so I've just kind of learned how to put things together as I went. Um, but I would say I've always pushed what we call collections. Um, and I think that that makes it fun for people and they shop with an idea in mind at least. And they're like, oh, I have a wedding coming up. I'm going to shop this wedding collection um, because I know it's designed for that. But then also we do restyles where we show you how to, you know, wear something a different way as in, you know, from the office to the ranch type of thing. And what has been maybe some challenges as you've not only grown your business, but also grown as an entrepreneur over the past several years? Yeah, I would honestly say growth is the hardest. Yeah. Um, out what you not necessarily need to change, but 
kind of what to really focus on as you're growing. You know, where do I spend money here? Do I need to spend more money on marketing? Um, that's kind of been the toughest thing because it's really a trial and error type deal. Um, and I mean, hiring new people, that's always, you know, something that you don't, when you first start a business, you don't really think about and you don't do a lot of training on. Um, so that's definitely been just kind of a grow as you go type of situation. Have you invested personally, like in education in terms of like business trainings and stuff like that? Yeah. Or what, what um, are some so things you've done? Sure. I'm a part of a group called the Boutique Hub. Um, and I'm sure you've heard of uh, Ashley Alderson started it. Yeah. She's also in the Western industry, so it's awesome. Um, but she actually, way back when she started, um, it started very small as well. And then she asked me to be a speaker. And so it, it just really put into tune everything that I was doing with my business. It made it easy to apply, basically. Um, that would be the education for sure that I've done. And then um, I read a lot of business books. <laughs> I probably look like a nerd to people because I'm sitting with a bunch of business books. Um, but honestly, you have to kind of figure out what specifically you're trying to work on at the time instead of trying to consume a bunch of info at one time. Break it down into what you're, you know, wanting to work on or improve on um, and do it in smaller pieces or steps, I guess. Yeah, that's such good advice. As somebody who tends to be like, okay, these are all the things I need to do. I don't know where to start. <laughs> Looking at it in small chunks is definitely. Yes, it's definitely helped a lot. <laughs> that, yeah. And, and... Oh, go ahead. No, sorry. Say that again. No, that's okay. Um, so Danny and I, when we have like, you know, we have 10 shoots coming up and we're like, we literally tell ourselves all the time, take it day by day. And then when we get to a photo shoot, like minute by minute, <laughs> just <laughs> you can do it. Yeah. That's what we tell ourselves all the time though. So for the collections that you guys do, um, NFR, for example, like that is not like a, you know, a couple months out process, like how, it's several months out, right? So when does the kind of planning start for that? And then how do you know, like, what you need to do in order to get to the point of launch? Yeah, so I would say we start planning for our NFR drops in about June. Okay. Um, and that includes, so we actually have a booth at NFR this year, too. Um, oh, so we kind of are, yeah, we're at Cowboy Christmas. I'm very excited. Um, but we start planning in June. And so we basically pick our dates that we want to go with. And then we reach out to our models, our photographers, make sure everybody can work it into their schedule. Um, and then we order clothes a month out. Um, and then once they're in-house, we put all of the outfits together. Um, and then we get with the models and then we meet up and shoot and everything. Okay, awesome. And for inventory, what, mm -hmm. like... I know at one point you had a brick and mortar, but now you are strictly online. So what did yes. that look like in terms of approaching like inventory buying and all that kind of stuff? Yeah. So, I mean, we kind of set um, what we call, call sales goals. Um, that's not necessarily our driving factor. We really base it off of collection and we want to have pieces that someone can buy the entire outfit and they don't have to think about, you know, putting an outfit together. So we basically build it off of the pieces that we're offering in the collection. Um, so let's say we have a um, an NFR drop. You know, we say we're going to have 20 outfits to offer to people for this drop, and then we order based off of that. 
Okay. Okay. So you really do it more based off of the outfits. Okay. That's smart. I like it. I like it. And as you have, so also you have a couple different facets of businesses that you, you've got going on. So obviously Good Babe Co, BBT, and then there's some other ones as well, right? Yes. So I have an Airbnb now in Fredericksburg yes. um, and we Babe Cave. So it was originally, um, I have a studio at my old warehouse and we just booked out by the hour, but really we built the studio to use for ourselves and it just kind of worked out that other photographers used it and stuff. Um, and then this Airbnb thing kind of happened. And so we just switched the studio to the Babe Cave and I'm actually booked out all the way until September of next year. Wow. <laughs> and we just, um, I guess we opened it in April of this year. So it's been great. And you completely, you know, made that very much Babe Cave in terms of pinks and all that. How much, like how long was the process of kind of getting it to where you wanted it to be? So I had a goal to open it two weeks after I bought the house. Um, I will say that was a little over strenuous goal. Um, <laughs> there was a lot of nights that we stayed up until two and then we woke up at like seven and finished stuff. Um, Cause I actually live an hour and a half from the B and B. So we just picked a couple of weeks. We stayed there and we kind of got it all done in two weeks. I'm now that I look back, I'm not sure how we did that. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And as I'm sure you've realized and have learned, um, there's always something when you have other properties, right? And then there's always yes. like a guest has a question and all of that. So yes. rental properties and are, go ahead. I was just going to say, I'm silly and I don't use an actual management company. Um, I just feel like that's so impersonal and you don't know how they're handling your specific property. And if I, I mean, my plan is to get a second one and I may have to use a management company, but for the time being, I like speaking with my guest and making sure everything's good um, personally. So, yeah. No, I agree. I think it just adds like a personal touch and then you kind of know who's in your house and all of that. So how do you, how do you keep all of this straight? Oh gosh, <laughs> I'm not going to say I do it well, but <laughs> um, I am old school as I like writing stuff down. So um, every Monday I sit down, I write Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday out. And I just basically organize my week by day, by hour, by minute. Um, and I would say that's pretty much how I do it. Uh, we do have a shared calendar for all of the businesses. Um, I have one for the Airbnb. I have one for BBT and I have one for the Good Babes Co. So the shared calendar has been a super cool thing. And if anybody wants to know what it's called, it is called Time Tree. Okay. Um, so it's a great tool. Any business owners listening, mark that one down. I'm going to have to look into that because I need a, and they all, all the calendars talk to each other basically. And um, I keep them separate because like Danny and I have BBT calendar and then obviously GB Co is separate and then um, the Airbnb one, but they can, yes. Can. And it okay. sends like, it's super neat. Okay, very cool. I feel like I have, you know, an Outlook calendar, a Google calendar, a handwritten calendar and like 5,000 notes. And so oh. I'm gonna... I'll have all those too, but <laughs> By ranchers for ranchers, together let's make ranching easier. Previously known as Cattle Back Box, Strayhorn has rebranded to better match their ability to push the envelope in creating innovative animal management products to serve the ranching community. 
Strayhorn is rooted in tradition and ranching legacy, but they believe in the opportunity of looking at things with a new perspective to drive the industry forward. Check out all of the things that Strayhorn has to offer you and your herd. Okay, well, then I'm going to try to look into that one to have uh, just another calendar, right? Then just in case something happens. Why not? (laughs) (laughs) And then also social media, right? Social media is a beast of its own, trying to keep up with all of that. How, what has been your approach to (laughs) managing social media for all these different businesses? So I finally um, hired someone full-time for GB Co. social media. Um, and actually it's Liza, my photographer, who we've been using for, oh my goodness, like six years now. Um, it just kind of worked out that she was looking to help with something else. And so I got to hire her. So I have her in-house and that just makes it so nice. I've tried using outside of management companies or excuse me, media companies. And it's just not, it's too hard to explain the personal side of it. Um And so like Liza and I can meet once a week. She knows what she needs to do. She's in the game. She takes the pictures. Um, So that has worked out fantastic for me. So she's actually taken that off of my plate. um, And that's freed up a lot of time for me. So that's been great. And I know going back to Boutique Hub for a second, because that's something that I have done with my mom. Um, I'm not great at it. And I've made it through. I make a module, do a module here, a module there type thing. But one of the big things that they talk about is, you know, really figuring out what you're good at and then outsourcing other things. That I completely agree with that. What social media, obviously, and did it just get to the point because it was too much or were you just like, I don't want to do this anymore? It really does take so much time. You know, you have to plan everything and we post every single day. Um, And the actual posting itself really takes a lot of time and you can schedule stuff out, but our inventory changes so much on like by the day, you almost every morning have to reschedule your day out based off of what inventory is left or what's new or what's come in. Um, So that's like you said, a beast on its own. Um, Some other outsourcing things that have been huge for me is bookkeeping. That is something that I do not like doing. It's very tedious to me. I'm not a, I don't like to sit down for a very long type of person. Um, so outsourcing that, I have outsourced um, any like customer service emails. Um, my warehouse manager, she's great. And she's has actually worked at a, I believe an attorney's office in the past. Um, so she's good with the emails and everything. Uh, that's been great. I'm trying to think what else I have outsourced. Um, I told my husband last night I was riding my horses and I was like, I wish I could afford a horse walker because if I could outsource keeping them exercised and then just show up to a rope end, <laughs> that would be so nice. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, yeah, 100%. Just, yeah, for sure. Can you please stay in shape? <laughs> <laughs> Trying to do all of the things and balance hobbies and all of that stuff. It's so difficult. And I think right now there's this thought about you know like being your own boss and all of the great things that come with it and don't get me wrong there are definitely so many benefits but I think there's a lot of challenges too that I don't think we talk about and I don't think you know about it until you really get into that situation absolutely yeah has there been some like what have maybe some of those things been for you um I would say balancing everything um 
you know, I really try not to be on my phone and computer past five o'clock, but when you own your own business, it, you know, it kind of varies that stuff changes. Um, putting out fires, like as in something happens at the warehouse and we're in the middle of a huge drop or a collection or something like that. And you have to decide and prioritize what's super important. Um, and what can wait. So I would say figuring out prioritizing things or what you can jot down on your to-do list to do the next day. Um, and my, I think this is kind of broad spectrum, but slowing down and enjoying stuff that has been my like goal this year was, you know, we would get like, this is our super busy time of the year. And I don't sit back and realize like, Oh, Christmas is in a month or, you know, Thanksgiving, and I'm just like, when's the next photo shoot? When's the next one? And instead, when we're at the photo shoots, I actually genuinely enjoy being there and making sure that I'm present. Um, I would say that has been a struggle for me as far as just slowing down, I think. Um, let's see, other things. Managing money is definitely like an ever-changing thing um, with businesses. You know, you have to decide, do you if you want your business to grow, you have to focus on growing profits or figuring out, is it really worth it to grow? That was a huge thing for me. Um, I was like, you know, we want to be this big company and really, you know, we got to being a, you know, a bigger company. And I'm like, I don't think this is all that it's cracked up to be. <laughs> um, so handling the growth, I guess it would be another. Yeah. I think that's, that's an important piece as well, because Again, right? It's kind of glamorized of like, oh, I want to be bigger, better, all the money, all the people, everything. But you don't yeah. think about some of the things that come with that and some of the struggles and some of the pieces you lose along the way, too. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And making sure that, um, well, kind of like I was saying before, it would tie back to just being present when you're with people. Um, and it, it almost seems like, like we did a, a speaking deal in a far last year with Kenzie Kimbrough. Mm -hmm. And it was like, everything was such a rush. You know, we did photo shoots leading all the way up until we flew out and we got there, we hurried and got ready. And I almost don't remember everything because we were in such a rush, you know? Um, so I'm like, I think my birthday is next, next week and I turned 30. So I'm like, that was kind of my like, okay, we're going to slow down and enjoy everything because you're going to be 50 by, <laughs> you know, before you know it. So. Yes. And is this the first time you've had a booth at NFR? Um, I had one back, let's see, three years ago when it was still at the Sands Expo. Um, and that was Stetson Country Christmas. And it was a blast. But it is a lot more work than people think or know for sure. Um, so we took a couple year break. And I decided this year that I had the amount of help that I needed. So we went for it. Yeah, no. We So my mom and I, okay, I'm trying to think not last year, but the year before. So we had, we did 20, what year is it? 2023. So we did 2020, 2020 and 2021. Cause it was Fort Worth and then our first Vegas. Um, but kind of going back to that piece where you said, you know, just really being present. Uh, I've, that yes. is like a vivid moment for both of us where we got done with NFR in Vegas, right? You're in Vegas for like a month by the time it's all said and done, which is insane. <laughs> and then <laughs> we like we're literally sitting around the christmas tree and we were like zombies like we didn't like oh yeah it's christmas okay cool like we're gonna sleep for a week like really being present in those moments is so hard when you're 
yeah. got all yes. this chaos. Yes. So I think 100%. that's important advice as well. Um, yeah. Just, and then you, you can't get that time back either. Uh, I know you just no. mentioned being on stage with Kinsey Kimbrough and I had a similar experience. Like we were vendors. And so I wasn't like, she had asked me and I like literally ran over there and ran back and everyone was like, Oh, that was so cool. And I was like, I don't even know what I said. Like, I know I, that's exactly the same thing I told Danny. I was like, so what did we talk about? <laughs> Cause I don't remember. <laughs> and then I'm pretty sure I took a red eye flight out that night. And then me and my husband flew out like very next morning, super early. So, you know, we ran back, packed our bags and so, yeah, that's definitely a goal of mine um, to slow down and enjoy things and prioritizing also your hobbies too. Um, you know, riding horses makes me super happy and that's kind of my therapy is what I call it. Um, and, you know, you get to the end of your workday and you're exhausted and you're like, you know what? No, I'm going to make it a point to ride. And then you're always glad when you do, you know, so. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I just read something about how we live in this constant state of like go 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 and stress and so like at the end of the day obviously you're exhausted from that but then we tend to like take it out on the people around us without even really realizing it and so I think prioritizing things like hobbies is so important yes. because we just don't do that I don't do no. that I'm not I no. mean I shouldn't generalize <laughs> yes well you should <laughs> <laughs> But if you could kind of go back to younger Shelby, when you were starting this boutique with your mom and kind of maybe taking over full time and give yourself a piece of advice, what's maybe something you'd say? Ooh, I would say to believe in myself more. Um, had I been like super confident that I could do this and make it happen. And instead of, you know, hanging around at Dell, not that I didn't like being there, but I feel like had I believed in myself a few years before, I feel like I could be even further along than I am now. And not necessarily, you know, sales or business size or anything like that, but just um, even as a person too. Um, so I would definitely say, believe in yourself, be confident in yourself and put in the work and it will always equal success for sure. I love that. And going back just for a second too, about how you kind of mentioned when you focused fully on the business and like really took it that's when it grew that's when it grew what yes. happened that made you realize or make that shift of like yeah I'm gonna do this full-time and I'm giving it all my energy was there like an event or what did it just kind of happen um I honestly think so I went from Dell Computers to a smaller technology company just um it was a remote position that came available and it just kind of worked out with my schedule and being remote at home I realized, you know, I didn't have the hour drive back home. So I had more time to focus on my business. And I think I realized I was putting more time into my business and it kept doing better and better and better. Um, and I think that was kind of the moment that I realized like, okay, I can do this. Yeah. Invest in it and it'll pay off. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Does that people's entrepreneurial journeys are so interesting to me because I feel like everyone's is different, but it is the same kind of story of yeah I decided to quit my nine to five and I put all my energy into it yeah. and it took off <laughs> yeah and there and you know you try to read books to get like the answer or you know the secret or whatever and there really is no secret you have to put in the work um and you know people that are lucky to have an investor or things like that that helps for sure but you still have to figure out the secret sauce for you not you know what's going to work for everybody else type of thing 
Yes. Yeah. And that's so easy to see what other people are doing and what's making them successful and want to imitate, imitate that in hopes that it will help yeah. you. But I really don't think, I think that honestly puts you back in some ways. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it's, I mean, it's tempting to try things that are working for other people. Um, but really create a system for yourself and, or for your business, whichever, you know, position you're in. Um, and it will pay off if you keep sticking to it for sure. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Could not agree more. Um, <laughs> Shelby, as our time kind of wraps up here, I do want to give you a second or a few minutes, doesn't have to be a second, give you a few minutes to talk about any exciting stuff you would like to share um, that's coming up for you, the business, anything like that. Yeah. So we have our, like I said, another big NFR drop coming up soon. Um, we will be in Vegas at the booth. So if anyone's listening to this, come see us. Um, we're going to be upstairs at Cowboy Christmas. Um, I believe we're going to be kind of by the arena, um, where the youth rodeo is going on. And then, um, as far as anything else, I believe that is it. Okay. And happy early birthday. When is your actual Thank birthday? It is on Tuesday. Tuesday. Okay. Oh, Perfect. Then this is happy birthday because this episode is live, right? It is live right now. If if we're speaking in, in future slash present terms, I guess. Um, so happy birthday. Thank you so much. <laughs> what a way to celebrate 30 with a podcast episode coming out, right? <laughs> Love it. I'm excited. <laughs> um, well, thank you so much. I'm so glad that we were able to chat yes. about everything if anybody is wanting to connect with you, what is the best way for them to do that? Um, I actually love when people message me on my personal Instagram. One, it's much easier to keep up with because the good babes has 10 million messages. Um, and I like chatting with people and seeing their, their lives through their, you know, kind of eyes. Um, so yeah, Instagram, I would say, um, I do have a Facebook. I don't get on it very much. I will be honest. <laughs> um, or you can email us at thegoodbabesco at gmail.com. Um, and then the emails get forwarded to me. So yeah, there's a couple different ways. Okay, well, perfect. Uh, thank you so much. And good luck with everything that's coming up. I can't wait to see everything to everything continue to take off for you. Thank you so much. And thank you again for having me. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Ag Chicks. Don't forget to follow along on social media at AgChicks for more agricultural-related content. And also be sure to check out your favorite podcast gear from www.agchicks.net. We'll see you next time.